if you were listening to the third part in unconditional election on the radio broadcast, or maybe you were listening to it on the podcast, I only have a 30 minute time slot uh, for the radio program. And that's where I originally um, record these uh, broadcasts them. But then I uh, also upload them to be archived for later times that anybody can listen to them. If you were listening to that and you missed it, I'm just going to continue here and give you some of these extra verses that I could not get on the radio broadcast. And I just want to thank you for coming and tuning in and subscribing uh, so that you can then get some of this extra content. So I I believe I left off. I mean, I went crazy fast through a lot of these things, but I left off at um, trying to go through some scriptures. John 15, 16. You have not chosen me, Jesus said, but I've chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. Uh, Calvin said in uh, this verse is to be speaking of all believers, when in fact it's speaking about the apostles' election to their office. Calvin has inconsistent interpretation on this because uh, he's in John six seventy. he said, Jesus, or excuse me, it says, Jesus answered them, have not I chosen you 12 and one of you is a devil? So in the, in the verse we read in John 15, 16, he said that this is um, unconditional election. So this should be applied to all people. And then when it goes to this, have not I chosen you 12 and one of you is a devil. Here Calvin says uh, differently that he, he's speaking here about the apostolic office and not a salvation because, you know, Judas by transgression fell. Um, and so Calvin is inconsistent. So people use that verse, you've not chosen me, but I've chosen you and ordained you uh, at, for unconditional election when it is speaking about election to an office, not unconditional election for salvation or damnation. And then that that interpretation holds water with some other scriptures as you harmonize them. Um, also, another verse that some might use is 2 Thessalonians 2, 13 through 14 says, but we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the spirit and belief of the truth, whereunto he called you by our gospel to the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. So here, uh, people would say that it says, because God hath from the beginning of time chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the spirit and belief of the truth. So this is, he predestinate you, you were unconditionally elected from the beginning of time and through his effectual calling, you were saved through sanctification of the spirit. Uh, This is kind of the interpretation that people have. When we look at the phrase from the beginning that's here, um, let's look at Philippians 4.15 where it says, now you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, No church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but ye only. So beginning in that, and that verse is talking about the first, at the first time that they trusted in Christ, apply this to what we were already looking at here in Thessalonians. Beginning here can very well mean when they first trusted in Christ. There's no necessity of decrees from eternity past. So, but we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God hath from the beginning of when you first chose, or when you first trusted in him, now you may think, oh, hold on, this is a stretch. Let's go to the word chosen now. Uh, chosen here is not the same word as other places that are translated elect in the scripture. This word chosen here means to choose one path over another or to take to oneself. Um, 
there was also a separate group amongst all the people that are in this context that were, or this is a separate group of people that were led of God to believe unto salvation. Um, and it's interesting that this word that is here translated as chosen also is a the root word for another word that uh, means heresy and has been translated as such in many different places. One of those places is in Acts 5.17, it says, then the high priest rose up and all they that were with them, which is the sect of the fair of the Sadducees and were filled with indignation. That is the same root word, these two words. So the rendering uh, of this could uh, mean this without damage to anything. But we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God hath from the beginning of when the gospel was preached to you and you believed, taken you to himself and separated you from the unbelieving for salvation through sanctification of the spirit and belief of the truth, whereunto he called you by our gospel to the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. That is the sense of the passage. And then it says through sanctification of the spirit and belief of the truth, this is the passageway and the process by which God will do this in and through us, through the sanctifying work of the Spirit by believing on the Son of God. No necessity of an unconditional election is brought up here. <clears throat> then the last verse that I'll use is 2 Timothy uh, 1, 9 through 10. Who hath saved us and called us with an holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began, but is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who hath abolished death and hath brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. <clears throat> Calvin used this, uh, these two verses to teach unconditional election. But if you go back and read 2 Timothy 1, 9 through 10, there is no mention of predestination or election here. There is a mention, however, of God's calling. His purpose and grace is also mentioned. And his purpose and grace is spelled out that people would be saved through Christ, that they were that they are made holy through faith in him and not by their own works. And this purpose was now clearly manifested by the appearing of Christ on earth. It was veiled in the Old Testament. Now it's unveiled. And now that he's appeared and he has been sacrificed, he's been on the cross and we see many notable miracles that have taken place it is now manifested clearly. It's not dimly in a glass anymore. The veil has been taken off now. The salvation of God is no longer veiled, but open for all to see and to partake. That is the sense of 2 Timothy 1, 9 through 10. I hope this was a little extra blessing for you. And be in tune. I think that I'm going to try and go through Romans 9 through 11, and I can only do so much in a half an hour time slot on a radio thing, but I hope to, to do that, and we're, we're going to pray about that and see. But thank you for tuning into this extra little bit. Uh, please make sure to subscribe, tell your friends about our YouTube channel, our Gab TV channel, um, any of your favorite podcasting platforms. I think we're on nine different platforms and you go to godsresistance.com, it'll link you to all these separate places. But thank you for, for taking the time to subscribe. Thank you for taking the time to tell your friends, your family, your neighbors about this. And thank you um, for your desire to want to know what the scriptures say. Please pray for us. We're doing our best to rightly divide the word of truth. We don't want to lead anyone astray. And uh, we are standing on the shoulders of many other people who have wrestled these things out. And may God help us to be a responsible people that trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and him alone for salvation, but then who are cooperating with the spirit of God through faith 
and through obedience to him so that we can walk with Jesus Christ and make our calling and election sure. May God bless you. Thank you.